The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to build a bulletproof marketing-led growth strategy. Joining us is Amrita Mather, who is the VP of Marketing at Superside, which is reinventing how good design gets done at scale. Superside uses their design subscription service, combining top designers from around the world with purpose-built technology and the rigor of design ops to deliver game-changing experiences for companies like Meta, Coinbase, Shopify, and Amazon. And today, Amrita and I are going to talk about marketing's growth-led playbook. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Amrita Mather, the VP of Marketing at Superside. Amrita, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for that great intro. Very excited to have you here. I will give credit for the intro to my team, and honestly to your team who wrote most of the copy, but <laughs> it got me thinking that you are a woman of many talents. You are running a marketing team at an innovative company that works with some of the biggest brands in the world, and so you're focused on basically selling design services, but you have to do the marketing Talk to me a little bit about the marketing playbook you use and how do you think about marketing-led growth? I would say just for context setting, when I joined the company four years ago, I was marketer number one on the team. So there was hardly a product. We had some revenue, but it wasn't subscription revenue, but we, we knew that we were onto something. And we had some ideas of who we would have product market fit with, like who would be our buyer personas. We had some good hunches on that, but that's really all we had. So as marketer number one on the team, I really needed to make sure that we had a efficient go-to-market. We didn't have a lot of cash runway, so we had to be very, very efficient that we were in full exploration mode, which meant that we had to look at a number of different channels, activities, playbooks, and do a lot of experiments before we could button down and say, okay, this is it. This is where we're gonna focus for the next year or so. So that is very different. That scenario is very different than where we are today. And for anybody that's listening to the show, if you're a growth marketer at a high growth company at a scale up or perhaps a mature company, late stage startup, the playbooks are completely different. You already know this. I just want to point that out that at our company, marketing has 
thankfully been able to lead the charge on this growth and this hyper growth, I should say. And we've done it very efficiently, but it came with a lot of obstacles and interesting segues, I would say. I appreciate that you talk about how the marketing strategies evolve. You have no idea what to work, so you're just throwing stuff on the wall. Small little tests, you're looking for a signal, and then when you find it, hey, great, you're able to find a little bit of marketing product market fit, and hopefully the business behind it will also thrive as well. So you have to be very experimental, and as you grow as a business, you start leaning on your core sources of lead generation and you stop experimenting as much. That said, we've seen a lot of innovation at even some of the largest companies in the world where they have moved away from what used to be a sales-led mission to a product-led mission. And your topic today is marketing-led. So talk to me about driving growth when you are marketing-led. How is that different than product-led and sales-led? I think a lot of these terms get thrown around Sales-led is very well understood. It uses the word sales in there, but really it means the go-to-market teams, like the actual people and processes and experiments is what's leading the charge. So marketing, sales, perhaps customer success. The GTM engine is primarily led by those teams. I think product-led means something completely different. That's usually more akin to someone saying, here we don't actually have people that would be hand-holding a user or a customer through the process, the product is doing the job. So really there's two worlds, the product-led world and the sales-led world. In our situation, we're a sales-led company at this point. There was a point where we had a ton of amazing free trials and freemium models and whatnot, and we have ditched that in favor of a sales-led motion. However, I will caveat by saying that that sales-led motion is not, at least from my perspective, not the traditional sales-led motion. We at this company have chosen to be hyper-focused on the payback period and just the overall picture being extremely efficient from day one, which meant we're not throwing bodies at problems. We don't have a bloated sales team. We don't handhold every single customer. We have like lots of segmentation and diversification within that, so on and so forth. And I think you kind of hinted at this, again, in our case, marketing has a lot of influence on what the end product is, which actually helps with efficiency, which is not usually the case. I mean, I've worked for SaaS companies my whole life. I've been in B2B my whole life. And usually marketing is given like, hey, here's the product, go sell it, go figure it out, go find customers, right? Here, we've been able to take the approach that we have so much influence on the product that we can actually kind of leverage and govern who we go after and perfectly marry the product and fit that in. So it's not square peg round hole. As we're doing the exploration for finding our buyer personas and product market fit with certain ICPs, we are also able to tweak the product. So it's this like perfect union, if you will, of these two bubbles that form a perfect Venn. And that's partially what brings us the efficiency. I appreciate that you broke down the dichotomy of sales-led versus product-led. I feel like uh, we get a little buzzword-centric, not just in MarTech, but in marketing in general, where when everybody started writing books about product-led, blah, 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 then all of the sudden, everything had to be led by something. And now you're getting mom and dad-led, you know, you're getting <laughs> founder-led, everything is led by something. When you're sales motion, you are either product-led or you are sales-led. Or you're human-led. Maybe that's what it is. No, human-led is sales-led to me. Like we already understand product-led, sales-led. Hey, you're not going to be able to talk to a person to go through onboarding. I think of our relationship with Monday.com. 
we don't talk to anybody at Monday. We actually had to onboard and do a trial ourselves. Wonderful. Great. There was no sales process. Right. When I go through a consulting client or maybe even find a designer, I want to talk to somebody to understand what the product is. We're going to negotiate higher ticket items. Great. That's sales led. So we're calling this marketing led, but reality, it's not marketing led. You're talking about building a growth engine to feed into something that is sales led. Exactly. I think the nuance here is that I feel like we've cracked something in the way that our marketing operation works. And I think one of the pivotal pieces of that is like really having a lot of influence on the product and molding that to fit the marketing rather than the other way around, which I don't think is a luxury that many marketing teams have. I think that's quite unique to Superside. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So every gray-haired marketer that I've interviewed, most of them went through some sort of a CPG training. And we're talking about... The four Ps. Well, yeah, the four Ps of marketing. (laughs) But basically everybody that used to be the CMO of eBay, that was where I started my marketing career. And everybody that was the CMO of eBay, who I've kept in touch with a, a handful of those people, they were at Procter & Gamble, Unilever, right? Some sort of like mega conglomerate. And those organizations, marketers were basically at the center of the hub and spoke model where marketing figured out what the marketing, the product, the packaging should be, and then all of the other functions operated around them. I feel like today, most businesses are the opposite. The product is at the middle, and then marketing is a service to product or sales. Why did your company decide to have marketing more at the center of the hub and spoke, similar to the sort of gray-haired Procter & Gamble type strategy? That is actually such a good analogy. I'm going to take that to my boss. Ask for a raise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He'll say like, actually, I made that decision, so I should get the raise. You can both have raises. We can both have raises. It's Oprah here. Everyone gets a raise. Well, I don't know that it was a conscious decision, to be honest, because I think we were, like I was saying, we kind of had a product. We knew that it worked to some extent, some degree. 
our conversion to a returning buyer and a subscription was very poor, very low. So we knew that in order before we even go to market in a big way and put a lot of money and effort and whatnot behind it, we knew that we had to tweak what this thing actually was in order for it to service this like fictitious bio persona that we had in our mind. So I think it was kind of a unconscious decision. It was a very small ragtag team of the three founders, myself, our then head of sales, who was called something else because he did a whole bunch of stuff and a couple of other advisors. And it was just this small posse that was trying to figure out, well, what is this thing that we want to sell? And like, let's keep experimenting on the product definition as we keep going to market and figuring out what the channels and the message is. And you know what? I think I'm going to venture a guess and say that perhaps this does happen at early stage startups very often, but most early stage startups don't hire a VP of marketing on day one. I think that's the difference here. They were very confident that this could blow up and be a big thing. And they wanted to invest in marketing from day one. So in some ways, like marketing had a seat in that decision-making process from day one, which isn't common in B2B tech or SaaS at all. Yeah. Fundamentally, marketing is about understanding the market. Getting your message out to your prospects is advertising. Marketing is learning the customers, learning what the traits they are, understanding the signals. And part of marketing is the advertising and messaging component, pricing, packaging. In theory, that is all part of marketing. And we've got away from that as product has sort of taken over the universe with our new SaaS businesses. When you think about the playbook where you're focusing on marketing being crucial to, in your case, an early stage startup, how would you advise other marketers to think about getting started? What playbook should they follow to make sure not only are they helping facilitate all of the other customers understanding, all the other business functions understanding the customer's needs, but how are they going to help grow the business as well? I think everything starts at this stage with market research, which is a really fancy way of saying, well, you need to talk to a lot of people. You need to have a lot of good hunches. You need to follow through on those hunches and go down various rabbit holes, which you don't know how that's going to end. So you need to have the flexibility and the time to be able to properly explore that. And I think we throw around these terms like TAM. So maybe you don't know your TAM right away, but having a good understanding of like what could be the size of this market if we played our cards right is helpful. You kind of need to have a good hunch about that from day one. And so my playbook, at least, was come up with a series of hypotheses based on some of the very basic bare bones usage data that we had from our early days before we even had the supersite.com domain, to be honest, like we had some usage. So we could look at that data and come up with some hunches. And I remember running a workshop with our team, very small team at that time, just to come up with a solid hypothesis for who our buyer personas might be. Everyone had a hypothesis. Everyone had a seat at the table. We, we had this huge glass wall where we were kind of like looking at it and going back and forth with each other. And I took that, I think we came up with like six or seven core personas that we thought could be the case. And I found every possible person that fit that persona through my LinkedIn and I booked interviews with them. I think I did 57 interviews in the first couple of weeks. And that gave me so much insight. That actually told me literally on day one, I remember thinking, oh, this persona is actually going to be a blocker. This, this persona that we think we can sell to is actually not a good persona to sell to. I'm going to put it in this pile. Let me validate that with more interviews, but let me put it in this pile. So through that interview process, some of the early hunches started to 
get validated. We had a lot more insight. And then, of course, we took that and ran other tests that would help prove or disprove that. But that was the cornerstone of our whole go-to-market approach. You know, as much as I want to say that marketing-led growth is the next new big thing, and you could just market your way to business success, in reality, you need a product. You need sales to actually convert the prospects that you're getting through your marketing. But marketing does play a central role in facilitating growth, whether you are product-led or sales-led. You need to understand who your customer is. It is market research, whether you are a sales-led or a product-led go-to-market. You need to understand who those prospects are, do your homework, and that's how marketing can be the center of your growth universe. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Amrita Mather, the VP of Marketing at Superside. Join us again tomorrow when Amrita and I continue our conversation talking about unlocking design for performance marketers. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Amrita, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Amrita Mather. That is A-M-R-I-T-A-M-A-T-H-U-R. Or you can visit her company's website, which is superside.com. And if you're interested, Superside also has a great YouTube channel where they discuss all sorts of topics, including how you can use design for your marketing. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.